Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 196, Black Metal. My name is Eric. I'm Jason. <laughs> that was pretty metal. Yeah. I did give the horn yeah. swell in advance. Yeah, and you are wearing your bullet belt. Yep. And my, uh, my, uh, my bracelet made out of, uh... <laughs> You know, uh, ten inch nails. And there's a guy in here giving you an obituary logo back tattoo right, right now. Right. Yeah. And of course, we both have on our corpse paint. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we just burned down a church. Oh, yeah. yeah. And killed our other band members. Yep. We killed Joji. <laughs> just to prove how metal we are. Yeah. Sorry, Jenny. That's all right. I mean, it's not like we're not going to have his head on a pike as we perform. All right, yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> He's here with us. My spirit. Not really. He's burning it up. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> Satan. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right, the Dark Lord. I always forget. <laughs> uh, how's it going? Not too bad. Yeah. Not too, not too bad. Not too bad. That's good. That's good. Yeah. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. You seem like you got some energy this fine Monday evening. Uh, I just had me uh, a meal. Mm-hmm. 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 Watched some some hilarity on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, chewing gum, drinking water. Wow. That's, this is, uh, You're this living is my life. life. You're living the life, man. <laughs> does it get much better than this? Uh, I don't think it does. No, I don't think so. I wouldn't be aware of it if, if uh, it is. I think it's better right. than it. If it got any worse, I'd have to kill myself. Right. Right. Oh, well, I hope that gum never runs out. No, it won't. <laughs> because gum lasts forever. Yeah. All the flavor and the mintiness. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's what they say about gum, right? I'd imagine so. Right. I don't read gum advertisements. I'm not talking about advertisements. I'm talking about word of mouth. Oh. I'm talking about the, the man on the street. Like testimonials. You're yeah. Talking. Okay. I don't hear a lot of, you know, you, you don't hear enough gum testimonials these days. <laughs> that is too bad. It is too bad. Your hubba bubba, uh, turncoats. <laughs> <laughs> They've gone away from praising the prestige of the hubba bubba. <laughs> I was always a bubble yum man. Were you a bubble yum? Yeah. Did you ever do bubble tape? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. One thing I never did, always wanted. Big League Chew. You never did the Big League Chew. Never did it. Oh my god. I actually saw a pack of that the other day when Kathleen and I went to a Speedway. Yeah. I was like, Big League Chew, awesome. <laughs> See, I, I, I would constantly, uh, want to buy a Big League Chew and, you know, you know, and buy it if I had the money because right. my dad chewed chewing tobacco. Right. And, uh, it was like the same thing only, you know, but it was gum. Yeah, right. gum and not gross. Right, yeah. right. So, and it didn't make you super high if you ever, you know. Right. <clears throat> with that nicotine, like, like, sir, it was like, it'd be like a nicotine adrenaline syringe, you know. <laughs> yeah. Chewing tobacco is gross. Yeah. It, it really is the worst. Uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah, I never did that. Uh, I don't know why. No big leech. Maybe, uh, maybe one will show up on your doorstep one of these days. Yeah, I'm not gonna chew it now. No, not, no. not anymore? No. Maybe. I mean, I guess unless it's, uh, if it's sugar free, sure. 
Oh, okay. Right. okay. I'll do it then. This is boring. Hmm. <laughs> Welcome to Gum Talk. <laughs> if you have a gum testimonial, email it to eric at guttertrash.net. <laughs> yeah, do that. Because <laughs> that uh, email address doesn't exist. Oh, does it? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, then. Hey, you want to talk about black metal? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know we're all corpse painted up. Right, Joe's, right. Joe's corpse is lying here. Right. He is festering. You're getting your tattoo. Yeah, yeah well, why right. not? Why not? Black metal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so I've never really been a fan of the genre of music called black metal. And I'm not a huge fan either. Yeah, some of it's okay. Like, I think I could totally get into the actual music. But only if I knew the performers didn't take it seriously. Right. Um, and unfortunately, I'd say I feel like a good 99% of them totally take it way too seriously. I would probably agree with that. Maybe 95. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that I don't want to, uh, you know, associate, you know, the person with, you know, their, their art. Right. You know? and, and, but, you know, I mean, uh, I've been, I'll just put it out of there right now. Uh, I've been looking for something to put for a song for, for this episode. Right. Uh, between, uh, this segment and the next. And I've been having the damnedest time trying to find, uh, something that is a short. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of them are, yeah, long. Uh, B sounds good. Uh, and is also maybe not written by a neo-Nazi, you know, church-burning murderer. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, so you have to meet all three of those astringent criteria? <laughs> well, there's a band I really do like uh, called Nachtmistium. Uh They are a uh, black metal band out of, I believe, Chicago. Mm-hmm, maybe. Mm. Uh, they were good. They're really good. Uh, as far as I can tell, they really don't have any sort of, you know, political meanings in their music. They right. just want to play. They just like the genre. Right. And they add, like, uh, they have, uh, you know, some psychedelic sounds, and they have, like, keyboards, I think, you know, in the band. So, you know, it's a, it's a distinct sound that a lot of other black metal bands I've heard don't have. Right. Um, but I already used a song. By them like a year ago, like exactly a year ago. It just seems, yeah, maybe too soon to use them again. <laughs> no, it's not too soon. I know, but I'm picky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Black metal from Chicago. That's not what I would have. Right. You know, you wouldn't expect that. They're typically, you know, from Norway or uh, Sweden or like the, the Nordic countries. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, for some reason they were from North America. I would, I would maybe think. Alaska, Canada, Wisconsin, you know, somewhere where it's at least snowy and, death, you know, slightly... Well, you know, I mean, we've been to Chicago, it's oh, during the winter, yeah, it's super true. cold out there. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the the city of Chicago does a really good job of cleaning up the snow. Yeah. So, you know. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, for some reason, yeah, the uh, cold places are definitely associated with black metal. Well, we learned a little bit when we watched uh, Headbanger's Journey. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I mean, 
Other than that, I don't know too much about the the music genre anyway. Other than yeah. some of it is uh, listenable, some of it is really not. Right? Yeah, yeah. It seems like there's been a lot of keyboard in the th- the ones I have heard. Right. Um, uh, this is more like the the ones I've heard that have a lot of keyboard in it are definitely more. Uh, I would say symphonic in yeah. nature. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, like definitely going for big and you know overtures right. and epics and you know either that or they go folksy. Right. Like I've heard a lot of folk black metal bands, uh, but this one the the Nachmestium seems to be going more for like a almost a you know Doorsy. Oh wow, really? You know, psychedelic sixties. That is kind strange. Of, yeah. You know synth vibe. Yeah. I'm curious to hear that. Yeah, it's pretty good. I enjoy it. Yeah, but, like, my problem with black metal, the genre, not the comic, because we clearly... We'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, We can't... (laughs) We love metal. Yeah. I think that's safe to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, We can't not talk about the genre of music that this book is named after. (laughs) Well, I think the, the... Like, one of the big stepping stones for me enjoying that genre, and, like, it's something that... Like, all extreme forms of music, you know, like, if you consider, you know, like, hardcore punk extreme or, like, noise or whatever, like, you know, it is really hard to associate the artist and their lifestyle and their, air quotes, message. Right. um, To to just, you know, associate. associate, um, Because, I mean, you know, it's not like, you know, some guy that's just writing a rock song or a ballad or whatever. It's like, like, they live this crazy lifestyle. Right. And they also, like, play this music that is, like, an expression of that lifestyle. Right. And, like, out of all the extreme forms of music, the black metal lifestyle is the only lifestyle that I fucking hate. Right. <laughs> like, I think those guys are, you know, mostly douchebags. Right. Um, like, the ones that are, like, extreme about it, you know, like, like right. we are so badass and we kill the people. And, right, right. You know, like, douchery. Yeah, um, like, uh, like, Burzum and, you know, uh, Mayhem. And I think there's the same guy anyway. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, the ones that, even if they're not, like, out there, like, you know, burning a church or, like, killing someone, like, they think it's cool. Right, you right. Know? And, like, you know, like, that's, yeah, it just, I don't know, it just turns my stomach. But some of the music is good, right. so I, I'd love to, like, hear a band like the one you're talking about, uh, I forget what their name was. Noctimistium. Noctimistium, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to, like, hear one that I didn't hate the people who made the music. Right, right, right. I think uh, part of that just comes from, I mean, I think it just just the nature of fandom. If you hear something that you like, you then start researching about it. Right. And so, I mean, if you just heard, you know, a black metal band, and we're just like, well, this sounds cool, and then didn't immediately jump onto Wikipedia to see, like, what that band was about. Right. And then to find out that, you know, they, they fuck small children. All right. You know, uh, on stage. Uh, you know, it's just, if you didn't learn that, you'd probably be okay with the music. Yeah. And you'd be fine never knowing anything about them. But, you know, it's just that sort of, I don't know if it's an obsessiveness or... Well, they kind of put it out there, too. Like, well, they like, do put it out there, but, you know, at the same time, you could be, you could just assume... You know, that's uh, they're just putting on an act or whatever. Right, that's know. true. Because, I, I mean, you know, I'm sure there's some guy in, like, 
you know, like some band that I really do love who does some despicable thing on right. a weekly basis, uh, and I don't know about it, right. and I don't even know which band it is, so, right. you know, I, yeah, so, like, it doesn't, you know, bother me because I'm not aware of it, but... I think Andrew Bird fists cats. <laughs> That's possible. It's quite possible. That's the name I chose because that is the most recent musician you have talked about. Right? <laughs> uh, there was there was another one I was trying to think of, but I couldn't pull it. Poison? No. Because <laughs> those guys probably did fist cats. Probably, yeah. At least back in the eighties. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. the eighties was crazy. <laughs> I mean, you know, I fisted cats in the eighties. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, yeah, they do put on that that air that they, you know they're, they're all dangerous. Yeah, and like right, but uh, you and know. overly serious about it. Right, not, not like when you know Cinderella comes off as like we're dangerous. Right, lack of goddaughters. You know, <laughs> like that's fun, and you're like, yeah, whatever. You got more lipstick on them <laughs> than the daughter does. <laughs> right. But, you know, like I said, I mean, it's music, so ideally, uh, this should only be an auditory sensation that yeah. we get. You right. Know, like, like, you know, in a perfect world, we would never know what, uh, any of those people look like. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, what persona they're putting up on stage. Right. You know, uh, but, you know, so you can chalk stuff that, like that up to sort of, like, you could almost forgive, Someone for thinking that, you know, oh, they're just, you know, trying to, you know, be like an extreme Alice Cooper. You right, know? Yeah. You know, just playing it all up, you know, as big as possible. Right. And, you know, the whole persona is to take it seriously and all that stuff. And, you know, maybe they're super nice guys when they're off stage and out of the makeup. Right. But, <laughs> like I said, you know, just, just sort of the nature of, of, the modern age and fandom, you know, it's like, uh, ooh, I like this. What is it about? You know, look it up on Wikipedia and, uh, you know, yeah, they murdered people. Yeah. Uh, they've been in jail where they recorded six albums. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty crazy, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. The whole, like, like, yeah, because even on that video we watched, the guy was talking about how he can just walk around, you know, like, it's, it's pretty loose, you know, yeah. as far as, like, once they get in prison for murder, they, can leave, you know, for like a week and right. come back, record some albums. It's like, are you really in prison at that point? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, so black metal does not exactly have uh, a shiny reputation. Yeah, at least not for us. Like, right. like I've never been like a super fan of right. black metal because of its lack of fun. Right. Uh, and also, you know, I mean. A lot of it is very repetitive and very unoriginal. Uh, you know, just musically speaking. Right. Like, like, it's just, you know, I mean, I can listen to like four songs in a row by, you know, like Marduk and Burzum and, you know, Dimu Borgir and, you know, not really be able to tell the difference between any of them. Right. But, oh, we're getting old. Huh? The kids and their music, it all sounds the same. <laughs> well, yeah, we are getting yeah. old. Uh, but you know, I mean, it's it's a lot of it is just you know everybody trying to out scream and out you know riff each other, right? And there's no real originality to it. It seems other than you know 
how how can we design our face paint differently? Right. Yeah. How can we make it just a little more extreme? Right. Yeah. There, there doesn't seem to be a lot of artistry in uh, black <laughs> metal. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not steeped on the genre, but... Right, from, and neither am I. I'm just pulling this from, you know, what, what, what little I do know and what little I've experienced. Right. You know, and, and again, some of it's good. Some of it's really good. But, you know, you got to think that that's probably the cream rising to the top. And that there are probably thousands of black metal bands out there that uh, all don't do a goddamn thing. Right. Yeah. I, I think my girlfriend has, like, recently started listening to some black metal. Yeah. So maybe I'll ask her what a couple of, like, actual good ones are. In. Right. Get, get a feel for it. Uh... So, so having, yeah. having that background, yeah, we came into the comic book Black Metal, exactly, uh, which has very little to do with anything we talked about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's marginally there, right? There, uh, there's a a black metal band inside the yeah. Uh, okay, maybe I'll put it this way. Uh, this is uh, black metal as a comic book, but with a sense of fun. Yeah, exactly. Like this. <laughs> This is this comic is like what I wish the music genre was like. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, so this is uh, written by Rick Spears, drawn by Chuck Beebe. Uh Rick Spears, of course, uh, we reviewed uh, Teenagers from Mars uh, a while back. He wrote he wrote that book as well. Yes, he did. So uh, he must like uh, some music. Yeah, he does. Keeps right. incorporating it into his writing. Hmm. I don't know. I just kind of yanked that out of my that's ass. Probably, that's probably true, then. Right. I mean, I think there was a lot of, like, misfits and what whatnot t-shirts and Teenagers from Mars. So. Right. Well, obviously. Yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah. the name of the, you know, yeah, right. right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, uh, so, this book is uh, published by Oni. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is volume one. Kind of looks like a manga, sort of. Kind of. It's, it's digest size. Uh, I think they're trying to, you know, I I don't mean this in any negative kind of way, but I think they're maybe trying to capitalize a little bit on the the Scott Pilgrim phenomenon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, I mean, it is digest size, black and white, and, uh, based uh, around music. Right. You know, with uh, some supernatural happenings. And kind of a similar art style, too. Similar art style, yeah, yeah very cartoony. Mm-hmm. Um, crisp at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of uh, good use of uh, black and white and gray tones. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, before I really get into any kind of review, which is what I am painfully trying to extract <laughs> out of my head right now, uh, and I apologize for it. I uh, will say this. This is the best 15 cents I've ever spent. <laughs> That's crazy. Man. Bought this book for 15 cents, guys. And uh, he didn't buy it at Mavericks because, no. like, I thought our 25% off deal was good, but he found a store that does 99.9% off of all graphic novels <laughs> all the time, even if you special order them. <laughs> Uh, and we're going to keep it a well-kept secret. We're not going to tell you where it was. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, such a magical place doesn't exist. No, not really. Uh, you yeah. just looked out. I did. Uh, I've been wanting to read this book for a while. 
Uh, and so I decided to see if maybe I could find a deal on it on Amazon. And uh, lo and behold, 15 cents. It's a good uh, deal. <laughs> it's an incredibly good deal. It doesn't look like it had ever been read. Like, no. Like it wasn't like soiled or anything. No. When I, when I got it, uh, it had a, uh, like, uh, like almost a books and company type sticker on the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it obviously came from some sort of retail store at some point. Right. Uh, they, they never took off that, uh, that sticker that they put on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 15 cents, man. What a deal. Uh, I mean, it costs $3 to ship, but, you know, uh. Oh, yeah, totally yeah. worth it. Yeah, what, what's the cover price in this thing? Like uh, 20? 12 bucks. 12. Yeah. 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 Uh, unfortunately, I cannot find volume two for, uh, <laughs> The same deal, but uh, oh, is volume two out already? Yes, there is. Ooh, okay. Uh, I think those are the only two volumes out. Yeah. Uh, same uh, creative team. Mm-hmm. Wow, cool, cool. Wow. Uh, <coughs> I talked to our, our friend Kurt Gins uh, today. He said he has uh, met Chuck Beebe a few times. Yeah, that's all I got out of him because uh, I don't like to converse with people. <laughs> Especially not when they have anything interesting to say. Yeah, like once they start telling you stuff, you're like, I'm out. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I I never heard of Chuck BB, but I thought he was I thought his art was awesome. Oh yeah, it's great. Um, and it, uh, the overall tone of the book uh, reminds me a little bit of uh, Invader Zim. Oh yeah, yeah. Just sort of that uh, school is an oppressive place to be. Right. Yeah. And, uh, freaks and weirdos will get, uh, picked on, but I then see they all have, like, these bigger adventures, you know, outside of, uh, the schoolroom. And everything is also just super dark and violent. Right. You know? Yeah. But funny at the same time. Right. And plays it up for, for, for laughs. For larfs. And it is actually funny. It it's is. not. It is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this book is very entertaining. Mm-hmm. I think you got your 15 cents worth. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I really enjoyed it uh, quite a bit actually. Uh, it makes me wonder why I haven't read more uh, stuff written by Mr. Rob G because Rick Spears. Or Rick Spears. Rob G's the artist, right? Yeah. Okay. Not the artist. Yeah. <laughs> um. Because yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I love Ten Years from Mars, and I thought this was great too. Nerd. I know he's done like ten other things. So. Well, a handful of other things. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure exactly what he's up to lately, but uh. Let's see when did this come out. Black metal. Uh, shit, fuck. Huh, that's fun. Uh, you know, has uh, on the back the uh, sort of genre description right. of this book: uh, grim supernatural rock and roll adventure. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it is like you know, it's all about like hell and demons and like you know, like craziness and you know conjuring up things there's witches and there's even like a leviathan that eats a guy alive right. but it's still like always like fun and oh, like, yeah. it's it's never too serious it makes me wonder why can't the bands do that <laughs> you know why can't they have all this great imagery and like you know awesome like heavy stories but make it fun exactly or, or at least you know not be terrible people yeah, you know, in yeah. real life. And like, I'm sure Chuck Beebe hasn't murdered anyone just to see what a corpse right. looks like. Yeah, so exactly. Draw, you know. 
Uh, he's got an imagination for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why he's a comic artist. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that came out in 2007. Uh, I'm not sure when Volume 2 came out. Uh, hmm. yeah. Five years ago. They should have three or four volumes by now. You would think. Come on, guys. Disc, disc, disc. I do want to read the second volume now, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is one thing that uh, I was... I was getting worried about when I was reading this book, because because I knew there was a second volume, and uh, I knew that uh, as I was getting closer to the end, and it didn't seem like anything was going to be resolved. Right. Yeah. I started getting angry, and uh, thought this might turn into a tachyo type of situation, in which I, you know, uh, right, you know, listed, yeah, yeah, and then overly priced, you know, chapter one, right. But uh, they do a pretty good job of wrapping up the story in this. I mean, they do leave it open yeah. for, for the sequel. Uh, but you're you're not disappointed. No, really, no. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it does the best uh, that uh, anything should do. Leaves you wanting more. That's right. Yeah. Like right before the encore. Exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, so this is all about uh, demons and hell, but of course it's also about metal. Yeah, yeah. and kids and kids, <laughs> high school kids. Is it high school or junior high? I think they're high school. Okay, because because there's driving involved. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, where do they go to school? Ronald Reagan High School or something like that? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it's about these uh, the two main kids. Oh no, it is junior high. Ronald Reagan Junior High School. Okay. Home of the Fighting Gippers. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so it's about uh, these two kids, uh, Sam and Sean Stronghand. And uh, they are twins, but they don't look alike. Uh, one of them is shorter than the other. And uh, they both have uh, different uh, constraints on their faces. <laughs> That's why they look different. <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're they kind of, you know they're kind of outcasts and yeah. you know, they're adopted and uh, yeah. you know they feel a little you know a little disconnected because of that and, right. and like they're at this school it's a new school for them right they bounce around schools they bounce around families mm-hmm. uh, their their parents died uh, when they were young the mother died in childbirth to father. I forget, but, uh, you know, but, but not to make that all sound depressing or anything like that, because it's not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's a mother dying in childbirth and a, a deadbeat dad in the most fun way possible. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they are evil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they have to face the horrors of going to the mall. Uh, <laughs> but they're evil in a very likable way. Oh yeah, like they're not. Like actually, I said, it's like Invaders Zim almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like a cute evil. Yeah, but evil. Oh, not, yeah. not like a cute kid trying to be evil, but it's like an evil kid who's just cute. really cute about yeah. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's. Uh, I don't know how much we want to give away of the story. Um, I'd, I'd say we can give away a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, something cool happens when they go to the mall. Yeah, yeah. Well, they find a black metal album. Yeah. Because that is uh, the only type of music that uh, makes them feel good. Yeah. 
It's not like a hot topic type store. In the right, yeah. like they're really surprised to find a hot, you know, a place that sells cool shit in the mall. Right. Confused. Uh, what's the name of the band? Um, Frost Axe. Frost Axe? I think it's Frost Axe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, Frost Axe, and it's really an awesome uh, logo yeah, too. Yeah, it really is. I mean, just for uh, you know, being uh, something in a uh, the background, in the like background one, of a comic book. Right. Hey, and there's a uh, Doc Mistium. Uh, oh, nice uh, shirt hanging in the background nice. there too. I did not notice that. Of course, I wouldn't have known who it. Right, was. right. Uh, then of course there is, uh, that, which is, uh, quite possibly the coolest thing ever. <laughs> uh, they, they discover the Frost Axe album, and, uh, it is, uh, too much metal for just one hand. Right. So they give it a double-handed, uh, horns up. <laughs> Your pinkies. Yeah. Your pinkies, yeah. It's pretty metal. It's pretty metal. So something crazy happens. Oh yeah, they listen to the album, they, uh, and it uh, really gives them visions yeah. of, of uh, a war in hell. Pretty awesomely drawn. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's got this style. Yeah, we, I mean, we said already that it was like kind of uh, like like Scott Pilgrim-ish. Right. Um, but it also like kind of is Magnolia-ish a little bit. Like it has it's like, got a little Magnolia in there. I mean, it might just be because of the... Monster subject matter, right? right. But but it kind of reminded me of that too, like a good a good mix of like cartoony, but cartoony with a manga influence, but also magnolia influence or something. I don't yeah, know. I can see that. But like I said, yeah, it's probably just because there's there's giant demons or minotaurs and whatnot, right? Yeah, because yeah, it doesn't look magnolia-ish. The rest of the book, just sort of when it gets to to that part, I'd say even more. I would say Guy Davis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, who was also incredibly awesome. Uh, oh, yeah, but then, yeah, there's like one panel I just found that is definitely a uh, Mignola influence oh, panel, yeah. you can tell. Yeah. Maybe even a little Jeff Smith, maybe in places too. Yeah. I'm uh, not too familiar with Jeff Smith, so I couldn't say. But uh, people like him. I'm sure he's an influence somewhere. <laughs> Just not in this house. Oh, oh. No, I got nothing against Jessica. So yeah, I'm sorry. Back to the story. Though. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So basically, uh, this album, uh, you know, the, makes them see visions, and then they decide to play it backwards. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. As that's as what you do. Does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then it, uh, takes them on a journey. <laughs> oh, yes. And yeah. gives them a gift. Gives them a gift of a giant fucking sword. It just kind of appears there in the room. Yep. Well, they earned it, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, and so, of course, uh, this just leads them to want to figure out, uh, who this band Frost Axe is and tracks them down to California. The City yeah. of Angels. The City of Angels, but takes them straight down. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is incredibly boring. <laughs> oh, you mean us, not, yeah. the, not the story. No, yeah, not yeah, the, the story. The story was Just good. us. Yeah. Oh yeah, well yeah, we're terrible at this, that's why. 
Uh, no, it, yeah, it's it's fun though. Like it's like yeah, I mean like it's like a a kid's adventure story, but it's like laden with all this like horrific satanic imagery right. and black metal. Like it's like a really good mix. It's like it's like the Goonies if you know Richard Donner was Burzum. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, it's it's uh, really good. Um yeah, it's like, uh, do we give away too much yeah. about the story? I don't know. I just uh, I think people should read it. Yeah, I mean, Track it down. yeah, because it's not just like there's there's more to the story. There's like, you know, it's a couple of twists or like yeah. at least re- reveals you don't necessarily want to know because uh, the you know the revealing of it is it's part of what makes it awesome, right? Yeah. Uh, but you know, solid characters, you know, incredible art, a little uh, a little bit of. Uh, uh, love flair there for saying you know, a little bit. Yeah. One of the one of the twins has a has a crush on the weird girl at school, the girl who doesn't mind. She doesn't wash her hair and That's she right. doesn't mind that there's bugs in her hair. <laughs> and he's like, "That's awesome." I've been that guy before. Oh, I'm sure you, I'm sure you are. <laughs> no, my girlfriend does not have bugs in her hair. <laughs> I wasn't talking about her. <laughs> I'm just saying that uh, if she weren't around. I'm guessing that you probably still would be totally cool with bugs and my lady yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I might be over that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's super fun. It's super. It's fun. It's funny. Uh, yeah, like we said, it's just uh, it's everything that you want out of the music. Yeah. Of black metal, but right. you never get. No. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. It's like you can tell these guys are fans of that whole, like you know, genre or whatever. Right. But and yeah, all the tropes of it. And yeah, but but like, <clears throat> but like they filter it in this really fun way right. that makes it actually well, yeah, enjoyable. They can kind of step back and make fun of it, and you know, it's a little bit like uh, Metalocalypse as well. You know, just right. you know they can. There's clearly a reverence for for death metal and then you know that type of music. But at the same time, you know, look how fucking ridiculous it also is. Right, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I never would have thought, like, oh, they're ripping off, uh, you know, Death Clock, but it is, like, totally in that same vein. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes me kind of want to, like, like, I guess, you know, I guess maybe I should be, like, listening to more of my records backwards, because... (laughs) I I know I have listened to some backwards when I had a record player that would play backwards, you know, like you just reverse right. it. But uh obviously not the right ones. I never got any weapons. You know. <laughs> I was probably listening to like Magnolia Electric Company backwards and it's just like, Oh, he sounds happy now instead right, of the yeah. depressed bathroom. <clears throat> yeah, you uh you probably won't be getting any kind of weapons or magical <laughs> items out of uh backwards Damien Gerardo <laughs> album. Probably either. not. Yeah. <laughs> that is the name I was trying to think of earlier. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, since uh, most of my music is on uh, on the computer, I can uh, oh, just play everything yeah, backwards that I want. You know? yeah. I just don't want to go through that time. <laughs> you have to run it through some sort of modulator program or something. Sure. Yeah. Wow, Professor Fink, you're amazing. <laughs> 
I've, uh, I don't think my record player can play anything backwards, but I don't think I have anything worth playing backwards <laughs> anyway. I, you know, yeah, like, I'm, I'm sure there's like something out there where, you know, they have recorded backwards, right. you know, like, just, just to like be weird about it or like right, right. to seem demonic and make parents freak out and then thereby having their kids want to buy it, you know? Right. Um, but I can't think of any, like, I, I know there's like a, during the Motley Crue Dr. Feelgood solo, Mick Myers says something backwards or garbled right. or something. But I'm trying to think of any actual, like, just, you know, like, serious metal that I've listened right. to where there's something like that. I don't, yeah, think, I don't think there is either. It's probably more like the gimmicky, like, schlockier bands that are trying to, like, just, right. you know, get the PMRC to notice them. Right. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say, really. Just thumbs way up, right? Thumbs way up, yeah. yeah. Pretty fucking metal. Fuck yeah. Alrighty then, wanna take a break? Sure. Alright. Sound. 
Welcome back to Get Her Trash. Hello. Uh, yes. should, should you have done that before we went on? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, we were being quiet before we went on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No. So, uh, so, how the hell are you? I'm alright. Mm-hmm. Yourself? Not too bad. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. I've been worse. I've been better. Yeah. But I'm good. That's good, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, how, uh, how, how bad did it get this week? Oh, no, not at all. Okay. Not, not, right. as, not as bad. Okay. Not as bad. I've just been really tired. I feel like, uh, I've been running around a lot, like crazy. No, like stop. A, like a crazy madman. Stop running around. Stop yeah. doing shit. I will. Yeah. yeah. Wow. How much do yeah. I owe you? Uh, fifty dollars. That was amazing advice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I guess next week. I just found out today. I don't have to work. My job is closed on Labor Day. Oh yeah. I don't know. I've been you. Uh huh. Yeah. Sweet. Because I'm an American. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For the military-industrial complex, we do not work on government holidays. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, most government holidays. Mm-hmm. There's some we still have to work on. Oh, really? Yeah. A President's Day. That's bullshit. Yeah. Well, the way we work it at in my office is uh, we either get Martin Luther King Day off or we get President's Day off. Mm. And for some reason, this, uh, this uh, woman who works in the office always insists that we take Martin Luther King Day off. And that does not make me happy. And not for any reasons that you are thinking of right now. <laughs> uh, the reasoning is because Martin Luther King Day falls on like January 15th, around about there, right. middle of January, uh, when we have just come off having, you know, vacations all through like the oh, end of yeah. December. Yeah. So basically there's only like two weeks between like, you know, the time, last time we had off. And the next time we get off. Right. And then we don't get off again until May. Because, <laughs> uh, because we're not taking President's, President's Day, Day off. Right. right. Yeah. So that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, exactly. We, we should take President's Day off so that we get a break, in, like in a month. They know? should just let you individually decide. That'd be cool. Right. That way she can take Oh, yeah. Off. She's the one who's deciding. But I mean, you know, like she could take that day off and you could take the other day off. That's the way that I don't think that works that way. It should do it. That it way. should work that way. But yeah, okay. every year, every year, she's like, "So we're getting Martin Luther King Day off," and the boss is like, "Well, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens." And then we wind up getting it off, and then we have to work President's Day. Does she hate the presidents or does she love Mr. King? I don't. Th- I just don't think she wants to work. Oh, she's like, I get this day off. Like, what if she get? she's thinking, like, what if I drop dead next week? I need, you know, I should enjoy this day off. Nah, it doesn't make make any sense to me. Hmm. And I've I've tried to convince everyone that uh, we we shouldn't get Martin Luther King Day off, but then my my other co-worker, he's like, well, I know we always get it off because I always wind up doing camping. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Why is everyone against me on this? Well, yeah. Because we just had time off. That, that is the only issue, is that we had just had time off, and if we take that day off, then we're not going to have another day off for, like, four months. Right. 
yeah. so we don't get Easter off or anything like that. It's bullshit. Yeah, it is. No, well, I'm I'm just excited because I'm not used to having any holidays off other than Christmas. No. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to now that I work at a place where they do close for the holidays. No. That's pretty awesome. Because Mavericks will be open on Labor Day. Right. But I'm not working on Labor Day. Well, it's because all the nerds will be off and they'll need uh, to go buy their magic. Yep. On Labor Day. They will. Uh, Mavericks closes some holidays, right? Uh, we close early. Yeah. But we're always open. Other New than Year's? Christmas. New Year's Day we're open. Thanksgiving? Yep. Open. Really? Remember you did the sign that was like, cl- our Thanksgiving hours are like 10 to 4 that I day. I thought I was making a sign for you being closed <laughs> on Thanksgiving. <laughs> No, uh, maybe, uh, maybe. I don't know. Why would you be open on Thanksgiving? That's a good question. Uh, although, you know, I gotta admit that as a person who doesn't enjoy get-togethers mm-hmm. or spending time with my family, a lot of our clientele are like that. Yeah, I would much, you know, I would like, you know, maybe to have the option to run to a comic shop yeah. and, uh, you know, buy something. I think that's what he's thinking. That we'd probably right. be the only one open. Right. You probably are. Yeah. Because I doubt Booker is open. I doubt uh, Bell Book is open. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, I've also never been into any of those places on any of those holidays either. But, yeah, pretty stoked. Do you got any Labor Day plans? Uh, Yeah. 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 Don't. You sound really excited. Are you one of the comic shops that are open? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I can. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, obviously, if you're going to not work there at, at your other job on Monday, then surely you're going to be working at Mavericks on Monday. Ah, they don't know that I'm not working. <laughs> this is the test. If, if they listen to the podcast, like good f- friends and coworkers should, <laughs> they'll find out and they can ha- have me come in. <laughs> but we all know that... Me and you are the only two people listening. Oh, no, Jeremy Anderson and Brian John, they're totally listening. Yeah. Well, they don't work there. <laughs> exactly. Not anymore, anyway. Right. I mean, you remember the days when Brian John Mitchell worked there, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, was that him? <laughs> I thought his name was David Clary back then. That is a grave insult to Brian John Mitchell. Uh, oh. That is a, the worst insult I've ever heard lobbied against uh, anyone. Oh, I actually had lunch with David Clary last night. That is too bad. Oh, That is I, also an insult to you. I, I enjoyed it. We had a good time. We had a good time. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, my, every two years my mom throws a uh, massive cookout slash party slash family reunion thing on Labor Day. And that is uh, that is happening this year again. And, uh, I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I do not want to go. Uh, are, are we, uh, recording on Monday this year? Because we, uh, we could use that as an excuse to leave early, at least. Um. Because I don't have any Labor Day plans. Right. Well, uh, the thing is that, uh, there's nothing happening on Monday. Mm-hmm. It's Saturday and Sunday. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. Uh, people are leaving and going home on Monday. Right. My mom is cleaning the house and, you know, fixing the wreckage on Monday. So, so there's nothing happening there. So if we record Sunday night, you, yeah, exactly. can, you can use that as an excuse to leave. And we're doing drawing on Saturday night, so I'm using that excuse there too. There you go. Uh, I do not want to spend a maximum cumulative 
more than two hours. Oh, wow. For the two days? Yeah. That's going to be rough. Is going to be impossible. Uh, I am going to see if I can just not come at all. Yeah. And, and this is nothing against, uh, well, it's kind of, but uh, it's mostly nothing against my family or anything like <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> but there will be like 30, 40 people there. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not good with five people. Right. You know? It's just too much. Yeah. yeah. It's overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm better with crowds than you are, and I'm not comfortable with 30 right. people. Especially 30 people that I'm, you know, pretty much just barely know. Right. I mean, I mean, they're all, all aunts and uncles and... They're, they're broods. Right. But, I mean, they don't usually bring their broods, but, yeah. you know, uh, I don't think anyone really has a brood in our family. But, but you know, and they're all also in their... I think the youngest one is probably 60. Oh, wow. Yeah. The youngest one? The, the youngest uh, uncle or aunt. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so my mom has uh, two sisters and three brothers. Uh, and this is mostly that that is the side of the family that is coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, like, like a couple of my cousins will probably show up. But... Uh, you know, and they do have their own families too. But, uh, yeah, there's going to be like a bunch of people there. And, uh, I, I'm, so, since I have decided to not drink anymore, uh, there's that going against that it. That makes it even more harder, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not dealing well with crowds. Not dealing well with crowds of people who want to talk to me, but I have nothing to say to them or to anyone. Uh,. <laughs> I don't want to have to keep repeating the exact same questions that I always answer every time. Uh, yes, I do still work in Cincinnati. Uh, no, I do not draw anymore. Because <laughs> that is what I tell them to not have the conversation. Yeah. Oh. Maybe they're genuinely interested in, in your art. Don't care. Yeah. What, if, what if one of them knows a guy that knows a guy? And don't can, care. Uh, <laughs> All right. All right. It is bad enough that some of these people are friends with me on Facebook, uh, because uh, I still feel like I need to just withhold stuff. Right. When I should just be going absolutely batshit. <laughs> you talk about art on Facebook, don't you? A couple times. Mm-hmm. I, I link to things, Andrew. Okay. Well, then, you know, I still, well, then I definitely shouldn't be having those conversations. Right. Because they know. So don't talk to me about it. Oh, yeah, okay. So they either know and they shouldn't ask, or right. they don't know and yeah, they don't, uh, you don't uh, want to. Exactly. Okay, yeah. I got you. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to try to convince my mom to be okay with me uh, not showing up at all. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. Yeah, Good luck with that. Not going to work. <laughs> that's why That's why I hate Facebook. You just reminded me of, like, because, or, like, any of those sort of things, it's like, because it's so, I mean, I know you can defriend certain people, but if, if you've got all these people who you are friends with, but you, you know, want to share aspects with some of them and not others, it's like, uh. Yeah, that's what private messages for. Right. Yeah. But, but, but if you just wanted to post stuff for all to see. No, I mean, I don't care. It's fucking the internet and nobody pays attention to you anyway. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, that is the bolts and nuts of the internet. Anything you say will be ignored. Right. By everyone. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, that doesn't matter. I'm not sure how life. Right. <laughs> you you want to get into that? Oh, sure. Why not? Okay. 
Uh, let me just say this one last thing. There is one good positive thing coming out of uh, this whole party shindig thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get to take care of some kitties. Oh, see? There yeah. you go. Uh, my mom has decided that, uh, she, uh, I've mentioned before, she has three cats. Uh, two of them are assholes. One of them is awesome. Uh, she's keeping the awesome one for the weekend. Ah. And the two assholes are going to be kept at her shop, which is right next door to my apartment. So I get to take care of them uh, and make sure that they uh, remain alive for the four days that they're going to be there. Well, that's cool. Maybe they'll be less of assholes. If uh, well, one of them will be awesome, yeah. uh, or at least slightly, slightly awesome. Not as awesome as Max, because that is impossible. <laughs> yeah, Max is great. Yeah, but uh, you know, but the other one, the, the super asshole. Uh, luckily, that's a small place. He's not going to have a lot of places to hide. <laughs> so I can uh, grab him and uh, you know force him to, you know, take a petting or two. <laughs> try to, you know, try to socialize him a little. That's eh, never going to happen. Mm. He's lived in my parents' house for nine years now, and he's always been an asshole, continues to be an asshole, probably will always be an mm. asshole. Uh, so anyway, Rob Liefeld, your buddy, mm. your, your pal, your, uh, your number one super guy. Uh... <laughs> And it's Hong Kong Fui, you're thinking of. Hey. <laughs> He's not Hong Kong Fui? <laughs> I've never seen them in the same place at the exactly. same time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so apparently he's uh, having a meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> and what is going on with that poor guy? Um, well, it's everybody else's fault. Oh, okay. And, uh, <laughs> and he's awesome and you suck. <laughs> So shut the fuck up and leave me the fuck alone, you stupid little dick. Signed Rob Liefeld. Signed Rob Liefeld. Uh, paraphrasing, but not that much. That's crazy. He's an asshole. What is going on? Why, why would he all of a sudden uh, just I don't think out? it's all of a sudden. Right. Well, uh, I don't know. I read, because I read actually like a month or two ago. I visited his blog and I read and he was like being really nice and talking about like artists and writers that he liked and like how, I mean, he just seemed like. That's called spin. Yeah. <laughs> Why would he, uh. And also disingenuity. <laughs> I don't know. It was so, I mean, there's so much of it though. I, I just really believed it. Uh, apparently he's just a massive asshole who, uh, wants to blame everybody for. You know, things going horribly wrong. Is it like his except books, for himself. Like, you mean, like his book's not selling well? Right. Or, right. But he'll claim that they sell well, even though the evidence is that they didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, I guess for, I don't know who would listen to the show yeah. that doesn't know. Right. But, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so Rob Liefeld quit DC. This is the last week. Uh, claiming, uh, editorial indecision and editorial interference. Uh, which is fair, because I think, like, three other people have quit DC basically signing the same things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the differences between them and Rob Liefeld is that uh, they left DC with no fanfare whatsoever, and then were eventually interviewed, and they just sort of kind of casually mentioned that this is kind of the reason why they left. Rob Liefeld went immediately to Twitter and said, I'm leaving DC, and it's because my editor is a dick. <laughs> You think he was drunk or something? Or? Well, according to him, he hasn't touched alcohol in over 30 years. Really? Yeah. Isn't he like 30 years old? Yeah, he was like 40-something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because for some reason that did come up during his uh, 
his meltdown. All right. <laughs> wow. Um. So yeah, so he uh, he proceeded then to. Uh, well, I guess uh, someone asked a Marvel editor if since uh, Rob Liefeld had left DC. Uh, is there any chance that he'd uh, maybe come back and do some work at Marvel? And the Marvel editor said, yeah, I'm not getting aboard that train. Because <laughs> uh, Rob Liefeld is burning every single bridge that he possibly can. That's his crazy. I wonder how the... Because you know how... I mean, he hasn't really been doing much work at Image, like occasional variant covers or whatever for right. the, the books that are relaunched from his creations. Um, do you think that's still going all right with him? Or? I don't know. I mean, those books are still coming out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, certainly, uh, certainly it would be bad PR for him to, like, you know, immediately come out and start announcing that he's canceling those books or whatever. But that, I mean, is that even his choice? Does he still own all of it? Yeah, he owns all of it. Okay. So, like, if he wanted Glory to just be canceled, they. Right, yeah, that's him. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Huh. Well, I, I seriously hope he does some sort of crazy badass air quotes awesome creator owned like thing at image uh because i'd I'd love to see something just like weird and off the wall and like full of pouches and guns and you know i'd love to see him just go go balls deep so so it doesn't so this is one instance where it does not bother you that he is just a complete (laughs) dick you know, to, and then completely unprofessional. He is the black his... metal of cartoonists. <laughs> he is the bosom of uh, of comic artists. But I no, I like I was telling you the other day. I really think that that guy is just—he's never been anything other than a thirteen-year-old boy. Right. Um. I think he's—he doesn't realize how to behave or like how to be nice or whatever. He's just. Yeah, I think, and like, you know, and even in his writing and his drawing, it's like, it looks like a 13-year-old wrote it and drew it. And like, right. and like, I think every aspect of his life is that way. Like, I, like, I've, I don't know, I just, I just feel like he's eternally a 13-year-old kind of, you know, bratish kind of kid. I, I, I can totally see that. It's, uh, uh, I think one of those things, cause he got his big break when he was like, what, 17, 19? Oh yeah, like I think that. it was 17, yeah. So, Basically, like, like he became famous at like you know a very young age, and whatever his mentality was at that point in time, that is him forever. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because yeah, because I think I think that's what happens. That's what happens to like sports stars who you know get drafted into the majors like directly out of you know college or high school. Mm-hmm. You know they they don't have a chance to you know grow up and be human. Right. You know they they just stay stuck as you know the the uh, you know jockey. You know, brats that they are, right. and now they have millions of dollars on top of it. Right, and like, why change? I'm obviously doing it right. Exactly. Yeah, and then that's why those people like start shooting at each other and then carrying guns and breaking the law because they don't give a shit. Because you know, well, why should they? I have a feeling that I would not like to be a Rob Liefeld's friend. <laughs> like, I would not want to hang oh, out. Because he him. would absolutely throw you under the bus the first chance that he gets. Oh, yeah. thinks that something is your fault. Exactly. Even though it might be his fault. Yeah, I mean, he seems like, you know, maybe not an awesome guy, but I, I really enjoy reading his comics. Uh, like, especially, like, it, it's a really good, like, you know, you know, like, I was thinking about this the other day, like, I was looking through all these old mixtapes I have, and, like, it'll be, like, all these, like, hardcore punk bands, like, you know, and, like, metal and whatever, and then, like, right in the middle of it, 
like, you know, like my friend Nick would make these tapes for me. It'd be like all this crazy extreme music and all of a sudden it'd be like, you know, um, bad or, or uh, beat it by Michael Jackson. And then I go right back into all the metal. Right. Like, like his comics are like a really good, like, like, uh, like a rest stop from like most of the other kind of comics I read. Cause I, I really like stuff that's a little more like, you know, artsy and sad and like weird. Right. And, but there are so many other comics out there that you could be reading that are that, but good. Right. Well, I know, but like, like it's like, it's it's refreshing to me because of how like just un unfiltered and un uh um evolved like his his comics making art it reminds me more of like the stuff that me and these you know other dudes would draw in like our woodshop class right. like it, you know I mean like it really does remind me of that kind of stuff so like I don't think it's good but I really enjoy it and I, I'll probably buy whatever he does I mean like. Maybe if he goes crazy and, like, rants and, like, just becomes a complete, like, complete, like... Well, even, he's already there. I know, that's why I'm just trying to think of, like, words like, well, I guess he's already doing this, he, but... He, he is 100%. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, you know, he, he started out by indirectly making a jab at, like, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, who have been working on Batman. Uh... So Scott Snyder like sent him like a, a direct message say hey are you talking about me and then they had like this whole conversation which then Rob Liefeld posted the entire private conversation online right and basically where he just insults Scott Snyder the entire time uh, <laughs> that's a dick move yeah yeah uh you know and yeah then he uh you know, he talked about his uh, his artist on Grifter and how much of a piece of shit he was. Uh, it's, it's everybody else's fault. All right. You yeah. know, Rob Liefeld is untouchable. <laughs> he is not to blame for the failure of three books. <laughs> I'll have to go. I'll have to go to his site and read some because I have. I mean, you know, it's not like I don't believe you. I just want to see like how it's, it's not going to be on his site, and it's not going to be like if he's talking. Because if you go to his site, it's going to be. His side of the story, right. which of course he is going to come out as angelic as possible in it. I, I just, I just was curious if, like, on his actual blog, he's like, "Yeah, these motherfuckers," you know, like if he's right. Charlie Sheenin it up on there. Too. Oh, he is totally Charlie Sheenin it up on Twitter. <laughs> uh, I don't know about his site because why would I ever go to his fucking site? <laughs> oh, there's so much good artwork there. That's why. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That's too bad. I wish she was just, like, this weird anomaly of, you know, like I said, like, you know, the early 90s done by a teenager that just has, you know, it's just continued to exist and never evolve and progress. But, but yeah, but also with him not being an asshole, that would have been great. Because, yeah, now I'm faced with a tough choice because, like, first of all, you know, like, as a retailer, like, you know, I can't. I can't stop ordering his books just because, like, you know, if I didn't like the guy. Right. You know, but. Well, why? Jeremy doesn't. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, people have to special order books written by Joe Casey. That matters. Um, but, um, yeah, but I mean, personally though, I don't know if I'd consider, uh, you know, if he, if he goes off the deep end and like, is this crazy asshole? I don't know if I want to support him with my own money. Right. So that's a tough one. That's a tough one. 
I don't know. I bought G.G. Allen Records. I guess I can still buy uh, <laughs> Rob Liefeld comics. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, he's a special case. Yeah. Like, yeah, just uh, this and uh, there, there was an incident uh, like two weeks ago that was similar to this and... I mean, he's just doing it for the attention. Right. And like I said, it's, you know, everything that happens is somebody else's fault. It's not his. Right. He's doing it as like this, like, smokescreen of like, oh, my books are great. Everybody right. loves me. It's just, here's the problem. Right. Because, uh, cause, yeah, he, he did even come out and say that, you know, well, you know, on um, Hawkman and Grifter and Deathstroke, you know, all the sales you know, rose with his time on it even though I think it's only been two issues, three issues so far. Uh, and, like, you know, then I saw sales figures from those issues, and I think there was a slight jump in Deathstroke, and then it just went back down again. Right. And it was just a continuing down downward trend from Grifter and Hawkman, you know, from the first issues of those. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Deathstroke was declining, and uh, I think we actually ordered more of the first one that Liefeld did, like number nine or whatever. Right. Um, but I mean, I can tell you those, like as a retailer, I've thought about that a lot, how, um, some of those figures are askew because the artist sees like, Oh, my book sold really well. But in reality, like, you know, like we've, well, we, you order it. Yeah. We upped our order. Tonight. Exactly. Right. Yeah. We upped our order, but we still have, we have more Deathstroke number nines than we have number eights lying around. Right. Um, even though, you know, it looks like, they sold better, but right. you know they they probably didn't. I mean, you get paid either way. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, the the whole comic retailer thing is kind of a, an antiquated, you know, uh, you know, a way of doing that business anyway. Because I mean, you look at bookstores, you know, they they count the the sales to the store, and then they even count the sales to the individual. Right. Where that doesn't exist in comics, unless you know it's uh, like through a digital medium. You know, where they yeah. kind of keep track of that, but you know, also they're not looking at digital mediums very seriously yet. You know, mm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> that is really too bad. What <laughs> the fuck? Oh, <laughs> uh, the aliens have landed. <laughs> that sound can only mean one thing, and we don't know what it is. Yeah, all right. <laughs> if anyone knows, please write in and tell us. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, while I find your, <laughs> while I find your love of Rob Liefeld to be fascinating, uh-huh. and I find him to be the world's biggest asshole, uh, we've talked about him far too much on this show. Yeah. Uh, let's not talk about him for a while anymore. Unless something crazy Unless something happens. super duper crazy like, happens like if, again. Like if he, like, kills Tony Moore or something. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. I guess I'll pick a movie and we can go. That's cool. That's uh, cool. Unless you got anything else? Nah, nah. I'll just uh, can I can I give out a personal message to Rob if he's listening? <laughs> just just no. Grow up. Uh, just grow up. <laughs> All right. Pick a movie. Sure. Pick a movie. Yeah. All right. So this next movie that I'm gonna pick, uh, this is. Uh, well, well, let me just say that uh, I had a completely different movie in mind than what I am actually picking, um, and I'm still going to pick that other movie uh, in the near future. Jesus Christ! 
I think it's dead. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, uh, yeah, so the, the other movie that I had him on, I'm still going to pick in the near future. Uh, but I decided on this movie uh, because it is something that we have actually talked about for a very long time about watching for the show. Oh, yeah? And the opportunity to watch it has not really been there hmm. until this weekend. Ooh, this is interesting. Um... The movie that I am picking is called Bare Knuckles. <laughs> oh, wow. I am pretty darn excited about this. <laughs> it is a movie that you and I have actually seen the last ten minutes of before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe not even that. Maybe, not, maybe, maybe, maybe not like even five that. minutes. Yeah. Uh, but it was on, on TV uh, one night when you came over, and it, it was just ending. <laughs> and that looks fucking awesome. Yeah. And uh it is not available on DVD. Uh or not cheaply anyway. Uh and then the the DVD that it is available on is is you know a trashy <laughs> double disc with some other movie I don't care to see. All right. Uh but it is available on Netflix Instant. Uh which uh when I had it, was was uh, not very good. Uh, it would uh, basically buffer for right. like five minutes oh. and then only show you like 30 seconds of the movie that's, before it buffers again. That's impossible. I can't even imagine watching a movie that way. It is bullshit to watch a movie that way. But, a couple weeks ago, I got brand new cable internet. Yeah, you did. And it is super duper high speed. And then this past weekend, I decided, uh, what the fuck? I'm gonna go ahead and bite the bullet and get Netflix Instant again. And, uh, after watching eight hours of Breaking Bad last night <laughs> on uh, Netflix Instant, <laughs> I can say that the uh, the streaming service works like a charm. Nice. So we are gonna watch us some yes. bare knuckles. Yes. Yeah. Woot! I'm pretty excited. I can't remember the last time I've been this excited about a gutter trash movie, actually. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> but we've had the whole ending spoiled for us. <laughs> Not at all. Oh, that's a, that's awesome. Alrighty then. Uh, yeah. I guess I'll, I'll, I guess I'll go home and prepare for that. Alright then. This is, it looks like a pretty freaking action packed movie. Oh yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Very excited. Rest of Alrighty. Well, let's, uh, get out of here. And we'll see you next week. Bye bye. You can subscribe to Gutter Trash at iTunes or directly at guttertrash.net. If you go to iTunes, please leave us a review. You can email us at eric at guttertrash.net or jason at guttertrash.net. For more info, you can find us on Facebook. Or you can go to seanborn.net or buyerbeware.guttertrash.net. Listen to our sister podcast, League Night, at league.guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening. Until next time. <laughs>